What's going on everyone, Superstar Steve again, welcome you back to another edition of One Take Live. We are the most must-hear audio in podcast history, folks, and thank you very much for joining me. Uh, this is the raw version of the show where we talk everything up, we talk about everything that happened on Raw this week. I'm going to say this was one of the best Raws of the year. Uh, for me, I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10, because it had nearly everything I wanted in a Raw, uh, with minimal garbage to accompany it. The matches made sense. The rivalries made rivalries made sense. The action was intense. They had an ongoing storyline throughout the show. There was one waste of a match, which is why I got 9.5 and, and not a perfect 10. There was returns. There was monsters. There was oh, everything and anything you could want was in the show this week. And I really appreciate it. I thought it was great. A quick rundown of the matches. We had Nia Jax defeating Bailey uh, after the captain, Alicia Fox, uh, said she was not going to face Bailey tonight, but she'd found a suitable opponent. So Nia Jax came out and pretty much got the squash match on that one. Um, dominating performance, debuted a new move as well, which is pretty cool, and got the uh, victory from it. Uh, also, we saw Samoa Joe return. Uh, and he defeated Apollo Crews via submission, uh, before then putting a Kokita Clutch on Titus O'Neil. So it looks like Joe, O'Neill, and Apollo are going to be working together for the next little while. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship was defended by The Miz, uh, versus Matt Hardy. A good match there. Matt almost getting the victory several times, but it was Miz winning that matchup and escaping with his title. Next, we had Oscar defeating Stacy Cullen. Now, you're not going to know that name because it's a jobber. Uh, one of the hometown favorites, I think. Someone brought in to give Oscar... Uh, to make Oscar look dominating. Uh, while they wait for the women's division to open up so that Oscar can have a title run. I uh, feel like that's not too far away anymore. But, obviously, Oscar not working with Emma this week as she was released from her WWE contract, which is... Quite the shame, because Emma was one of the better women on the show, I think. Uh, a decent wrestler, put in the work. Her character wasn't the strongest. It was a little bit weird. I know they stuffed around for a very long time, uh, trying to perfect her character, only for it not to work, and she went came back as Emma anyway. Uh, so that was a bit disappointing, and the fact that Emma's now gone, I feel is a little bit harsh. Maybe there's behind-the-scenes stuff going on. I don't know. Um, but fingers crossed, uh, Emma stays busy on the outside world, maybe picks up some indie stuff, uh, and maybe one day we'll see her back in the WWE. Next, we had Finn Balor defeating Cesaro by a pinfall. Good to see Finn get, uh, get some momentum back after last week. Unfortunately for Finn, it wasn't... All that was tonight, he did receive a tombstone pile driver on the stage from Kane, uh, who was on a rampage tonight. Camp Kane dominated everyone and anyone he came across. Uh, I'll get to that later, though. Uh, next, we had Rhino and Heath Slater versus Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows in a trick or street fight. Now, I hate this match every year. Um, it's basically they set up a whole lot of pineapples. So, pineapples, pumpkins, uh, a couple of tables, a couple of kendo sticks wrapped in uh, colourful paper, 
and they have themselves a throwaway match. Now, this was a throwaway match. It was lame as. I wonder if Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are enjoying being paid more to have terrible characters. Or if they'd rather be on the indie scene earning slightly less, but having much better characters. Um, because they've completed their journey from heroes to zeros, uh, and now jobbing and in the comedy act the majority of the weeks. So that's very disappointing for both of those guys. Um, I had higher hopes for them. Uh, I do like um, Carl Anderson, actually. I think he's really good on the mic, uh, and he can move in the ring. So I wish they decided to do more with him. But... So the story goes. Next, we had Jason Jordan getting revenge on Elias Sampson after last week, Elias smashing Jordan in the shoulder and arm with his guitar. This week, it was Jordan coming out and actually firing up. Um, he came, He didn't do his stupid little grin and wriggle his neck. He came out angry, as he should have. Uh, sure, he showed the camera his bruise, which I don't think was needed, but again, it was conveying the message uh, that... That he, he he received a significant injury uh, last week and he's coming back anyway. So he came back, chased Elias out of the ring, and Elias had left his guitar in the ring. So uh, Jason Jordan proceeds to smash it and getting one back on Elias. Next, it was Kalisto defeating Drew Gulak in a pinfall. Uh, Enzo was at ringside for this one. I love Drew. Drew Gulak is a funny man because he's such a nerd. He comes across as that nerdy character where everything's perfect um, and being matched next to Enzo where basically everything is the opposite of perfect. Um, it's just It just makes a really good comedic venture um, and I really enjoy watching him do it. He, he, he went to do the uh, SAWFT soft a uh, bit of Enzo's this week, and he spelt it S-O-F-T. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and of course, uh, he, he proceeds to lose the match, um, only for Enzo to come in and attack Kalisto as soon as the bell rang, uh, or as soon as the match finished, um, hitting him with a finisher and leaving standing tall. Next on the card, it was the Women's Championship match Alexa Bliss defeating Mickey James via pinfall um, clean as well nothing wrong with the victory uh, for me that's probably it for the Mickey James experience I think she'll probably uh, head off into the background for a little while uh, and leave us Oscar uh, uh, to get to Alexa um, but I guess the big storyline here was the fact that backstage we had the Miz running around uh, and he was trying to escape the venue because there were some cryptic clues that Braun Strowman has appeared in the building. Uh, Sim is obviously after throwing him or being part of the team that threw him into a dumpster, a dump truck, uh, was proceeding to escape the building. And this happened throughout the show. It was always the Miz and his, uh, Miz Taraj leaving the arena. They're going, they're getting the bags, they're leaving the arena. Uh, they're talking to people about getting protection, not going to happen, so they're going to leave the arena. Eventually, Kurt stops them and says, you got to wait till the end of the show, uh, to which we have the end of the Women's Championship match, and we see Miz and the Miz Taraj running uh, to the car park to get in their limo. They get in their limo. 
Limo takes off and then stops abruptly because there is a garbage truck in the way. Garbage truck reverses back to the limo, uh, proceeds to push out all this rubbish, and then we had almost, is it a Terminator type uh, rising? I think it was a Terminator, something to do with Terminator. And so the truck pushes all this rubbish out and then up stands Brawn from the rubbish. Uh, looked pretty cool. The cinematics were a little bit, yeah, um, maybe a little bit too far. I mean, I know what they're trying to do. They want to get the reaction of the Miz. They want to get Braun there. Felt a little overproduced, uh, for getting, someone getting revenge. Um, but I mean, it was fine. So eventually the Miz and Miz Tourage run out to the ring, uh, all three being attacked by Braun. Uh, then Braun proceeds to power slam, um, Paul Curtis Axel, I think it was five times in the middle of the ring, and then one time through the announce table up on stage, leaving Braun standing strong. So, they did have a storyline running throughout the program, which did culminate at the end of the night, which is the way Raw should be. Uh, that's the way it's always been in the Attitude Area, that's what made it famous. Uh, you had to tune in to see what was going to go down. This was none different. The other big, uh, I guess, segments for the night was the opening appearance of Stephanie McMahon. Originally, it was Kurt Angle in the ring addressing his uh, roster, only to be interrupted by Stephanie. We have a return from the Queen herself, uh, who basically put Kurt in his place. She's so good at promos, she's demasculating of the men. Uh, she put Kurt in his place saying, that's not... Uh, acceptable, you should have been prepared, you should have expected anything from my brother, um, so you're on notice, I'm going to make you team captain of Raw for Summer Survivor Series, and if you don't win, basically you're fired, so big news with Stephanie returning, uh, we also had Daniel Bryan appearing on the show, uh, and talking to Kurt Angle, trying to reason with Kurt, um, sort of went odd, Kurt, basically vowed to uh, to get the victory over SmackDown because his job's on the line. Uh, and after that little segment, the lights in Kurt's office went off and Daniel Bryan is standing there in the dark on the mobile. Uh, we come back after the ad break, Daniel Bryan's on the mobile. I, I can only see him to his wife. Um, and then we see a, a hand grab him by the neck and Kane's face appear uh, and then appears to um, choke slam. Brian, um, taking out the Raw GM, sorry, the SmackDown GM, uh, actually, I didn't, there was one match there I didn't talk about, I'll get to that, uh, so then Kane proceeds to walk out to the ring, uh, immediately following Finn Balor's match, which Finn Balor won, uh, Finn Balor and Kane get into a scrap, eventually Kane tombstone pile drives Finn on the stage, which is brutal, uh, Kane comes out, eventually has a match with, uh, was it Seth Rollins? And, uh, we did have Cesaro and Sheamus ringside for that one. Uh, eventually the distractions were caused, uh, and it was Kane delivering a tombstone pile driver to both Seth and Dean. So Kane taking out everybody tonight. Looking like the monster he is. I think what they're doing here is building Kane up. They'll build Strowman back up. 
and the two will collide eventually. One would think with Strowman getting the victory there. Uh, but interesting match matchups coming. Uh, I don't think I talked about the Dean. Did Dean have a match this week? I know he didn't. He didn't have a match. Hmm. Maybe I was confused. But that's basically raw for the week, guys. Um, so we had jobbers. We had title matches. Two different title matches. We had team captains. We had returns. We had stupid matches. Uh, we had promos. We had domination. We had everything you could want. I think the only thing we were missing was probably Brock Lesnar. Um, which is a, another... Another discussion in itself with him versing Jinder at Survivor Series. I'm really interested to see where that goes uh, and how they booked that. Uh, but that is basically it for the night, guys. I mean, wow. I'm giving it 9.5 out of 10 because I loved it all. It was fast-flowing, action-packed. Uh, anything can happen. Had a storyline throughout the show which proceeded to crescendo and and culminize at the uh at the end of the show uh anything and everything you could want we had so i'm not going to keep you around any longer guys thank you very much for joining me uh if you haven't found me on instagram one underscore take underscore live underscore podcast uh that's w-o-n sorry that's o-n-e what was i thinking o-n-e not the number one uh we are up to 3800 followers folks we are going strong increasing every day uh that's where you can find me posting all about the show and give me feedback or make contact with me uh but until next time guys thank you very much for listening i've been superstar steve your host and i'll catch you all down the road bye